Welcome to Dove and Dragon Radio. I'm your host, ML Wustrak. Um, our short today is brought to you by the Women's Clothing and Jewelry Boutique, serving all your occasional needs. I'm here today with guest Mark Johnson. And you are a marriage counselor, uh, internationally do speaking and a bunch of other things. So what got you into this? Well, um, so, you know, I, I've been doing this for now oh, five or six years, just, I mean, with this business alone. Uh, but, you know, I, I've been involved in mental health capacity, you know, stuff in, in some way, shape or form for the last 15 years. But this uh, particular problem has been of interest to me for, for some time. You know, when, when I grew up, uh, you know, I think my, my, the family I came from, uh, family was really uh, there was a strong emphasis on on family. Mm -hmm. uh, I uh, came from a very large family. We had eight kids in the family, and several of my, you know, as we got older and whatnot, uh, several of my siblings went through divorce. Right. And here I was studying psychology, and I was like, you know, I I don't really want that for myself or. <laughs> this is the joy of working from home. I don't know if you can hear my oh, yes. young children in the background. We're, we're perfectly fine. I have my daughter downstairs with the dogs, so they yeah. Come so yeah, my wife and I we have five kids. That that sounds like my three year old at the door. Uh, <laughs> sorry about. That. Okay, um, but it, yeah, as I was saying, um, so I, I saw some some of my siblings go through divorce. Here, I was studying psychology. And I was like, well, you know, I have some ability to prevent this potentially within my own marriage. And so the, the topic became a really strong interest of mine in my studies and then later on now professionally. Right. Because that's what we do. We take our personal interest and then we work outward. Exactly. So you have been doing uh, th high thrive coaching, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, yes. for about five years. Uh, yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm trying to remember the exact date. I, it's, it, we're right around five or six years at this point. And you've been in, on a, many, many podcasts and do courses and a bunch of other coaching and things like that. Mm -hmm. So since you do a little bit of everything from relationship, really, really, yeah, if I can talk today, relationship bootcamp to Mary's mastery and a few other things, what is the first step to anything that you work on with your coaching uh, as in like how do I approach this or how do I help yeah, yeah. Uh, so I you know I think one of my personal strengths is in finding you know, understanding other people and I, I think that's usually where I start uh, a lot of my work with with my clients a lot of the problems that I approach uh, a lot of times my clients will come in and they'll say, they'll say, okay, here, here's all these problems. And my, my husband or my wife is doing this and they're doing that. And there tends to be a lot of blame or, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, almost always the first step is I get them to, to slow down, calm down and say, okay, well, how does this make sense? Why, why would they possibly be at this position in their life? And, getting them to actually take the perspective of their spouse, which unfortunately is quite often missing in these situations. 
It's missing a lot of things. I think it's hard to put yourself in another person's shoes when you're so close to the situation. It's easier to step into that other role when you're remove yourself, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, exactly. And uh, a lot of times my clients are so caught up in their own emotions. Uh, they're, they're scared and they're panicking and they just want that those feelings to go away and so what do they do they they desperately try to cling on to their spouse or they try to control the situation saying you have to do this this and this and you know just a lot of things um that gen generally end up pushing this the other person away exactly uh quite often you know we uh, the person i'm seeing it's it's this pursuer avoider sort of dynamic and almost always i'm getting the pursuer because they're going to be the ones that are going to be uh, solution oriented. I'm going to go take care of this problem. I'm going to go talk to the professional. I'm going to fix this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this pursuer avoider dynamic, well, the harder they pursue, the other person is going to pull away harder. That's, I mean, not always, but that's quite frequently. Yeah. you. Ha- it takes two to make a marriage work. Mm-hmm. So if you have a pursuer and an avoider, I cannot talk today. I apologize. <laughs> um, I've had three strokes. So there's days that my mouth just doesn't work. <laughs> I get it. So um, you have to get both of them together to have this mutual understanding. And you have to actually counsel, I think, both of them at the same time, because otherwise everything you're telling the pursuer to do is falling on deaf ears over here. Well, uh, actually, the interesting thing about our niche that we've created is we uh, quite often have people trying to patch together their marriage on their own. So we, like kind of the space that we've created, we say, okay, you're in a crisis, your spouse is kind of leaning out of the marriage. What do you do to calm this down and at least get them to approach the, the table okay. so that they can discuss things. So that's where um, a lot of our, the beginning work in our program starts. Uh, I mean, yes, obviously it's so, so much easier. It's a hundred times easier if we can actually get them to, to the table. In the same room. Yeah, exactly. But uh, a lot of times where we are starting is not, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the person saying, well, I'm thinking of leaving. Maybe I want some space. Maybe I want a separation. Maybe I'm, you know, considering divorce. And so we take a look at that and say, okay, is there a viable marriage here that we can salvage here? And then if there is, what would be the steps that you have to do to at least get them to the table? That is a very open-minded result because not every marriage can be saved or should be saved. Yeah. It is really case by case. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't want to save a marriage if there's abuse or things like that, obviously. Oh, no, yeah, and we, we, we say that right off the bat. We're like, okay, some cases we're going to just going to tell you flat out we can't save or we shouldn't save. Uh, so, yeah, I, I generally, if I, if I get someone coming in being like, okay, well, my spouse has accused me of abusing them, mm-hmm. and I'm, not, I'm, I'm immediately thinking, okay, this person is downplaying some mm-hmm. of the things and I, I I'll speak with them but ultimately I'm gonna you know put Just them on a different path not every marriage can be saved it 
what we look at at the marriages is that can't be saved. The ones that actually have a foundation that's there that can be built on because houses can be rebuilt, redesigned, and reconstruction. If you look at a marriage like a house, that's basically what we do. <laughs> yeah, well, so our, our philosophy is we try to help them as best as we can. So even if they're not able to salvage the current relationship, um, I want to at least set our clients on a path where they kind of r- recognize what created that mm-hmm. uh, poor foundation mm-hmm. and they can take, you know, what they're responsible for and, you know, have a more successful sec- second attempt. Because, I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with the statistics, but it tends to be that if you get a divorce, you're much more likely to have another divorce in subsequent relationships. Um, and it tends, you know, if you have multiple divorces, that, that number tends to just get worse. Right. Uh, so that's, that's what we're trying to help our, our clients avoid. I'm a divorcee twice, so I completely understand the statistics. Neither one of them were viable relationships to start with, which is my own fault. I had to fix myself before trying to get into a relationship. Sure. Uh, and like, so right there, it sounds like to me, like you took some time to kind of understand, okay, what am I contributing to these situations? Why is this happening to me? And most people don't go through that process. They're like, well, I'm the victim here. My, my first husband did this and my second husband did this. It's their fault. Um, You know, and I get my fair amount of people like that. And, you know, uh, what, it's important to then start recognizing is, okay, what are these patterns? If I keep getting into these poor relationships, sure, maybe the other person is the unhealthy one, but why does my why client am I keep- the unhealthy yes. relationship? Why do they keep getting into these really poor relationships? They're doing something mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So it so takes um, emotional growth to find out what the issue is and build it from yourself because once you fixed yourself mentally mindset, you want to be happy yourself, then you can attract a relationship that actually has a solid, solid foundation. Yeah, like for instance, I remember this uh, gentleman who came in years and years ago and he was telling me about how he kept getting into these abusive relationships. So he was, he was gay, he would, he would attract these older abu- verbally and physically abusive males. And I was like, he's like, it was great that he actually recognized I'm starting to do something. Um, but it, it ended up being is that he had a really low opinion of himself and he would seek out these stronger people to validate him. Like here's going to be someone who's going to stick up for me. They're, they're very forceful towards other people, not recognizing that that forceful attitude doesn't really translate well to, you know, these intimate personal relationships all the time so you know we worked with him on just feeling a little bit more self-possessed self-confident you know looking for ways to affirm himself instead of seeking that affirmation elsewhere exactly a lot of times when you're in the negative relationships regardless of if they're verbally abusive if they're you guys are arguing all the time it's one person in that relationship has a low self-esteem speaking from experience, when you start building yourself up and you start looking at yourself as, no, I'm 
am pretty, I am vocal, I can do, then you start changing your mindset, then you start bringing in the people around you, your inner circle will change as well. I mean, I've lost friends by doing emotional awakening, because you get rid of the negative people, the negative influences that are holding you down. Certainly. I, I know there's many ideas out there that kind of talk about where you are the kind of person that you, you, you're the kind of person that you surround yourself with. Like if you surround yourself with a lot of healthy people, then you're more likely to be healthy. If you surround mm-hmm. yourself with a lot of unhealthy people, same thing. Sounds like that's what you're, you're talking about right there. Yeah. I, I started there before pursuing another relationship. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. I had to change myself. I'm not attracting another unhealthy relationship. Right. So then you have your courses. Mm-hmm. So if you're talking to someone that's been in past relationships and you're trying to get them on a path to a healthy relationship, would the path course be the course that they take? Um, I... I do think that that would be a decent fit. It uh, does discuss quite a bit um, issues, you know, like it asks you to examine yourself and it ex- uh, asks you to take time and think about like other people's perspectives and, and whatnot. I know a lot of people who do go through my course uh, expressed to me that they wish they had taken it say years ago to prevent problems, but then even a lot of them say, hey, you know, I wish, you know, even new uh, people new into relationships would, would go through this. Uh, so I, I do think that would be great if they're looking to just understand how relationships work. That's a lot of what we, we do with the, the course. Um, so that, that's that sort of thing. It's just, it's more of a self-help or mm-hmm. like a, a, you know, run at your own pace sort of thing. And then, you know, of course, we have our other programs where you're working with someone from our team uh, mm-hmm. for more, you know, if there's something that they really need deeper support with right. or they're, they're in a, a crisis sort of situation with their relationship. Now, with you, with COVID, are your courses um, available for like online, what, like we're doing? Oh, so we've uh, been online 100% of the time for years now even pre pre COVID. So I, I meet with people all over the world. So I have clients in Australia, the UK, New Zealand, South Africa, you know, a few sprinkling here and there in Europe. Um, we're going to be moving into Spanish speaking markets in the next uh, year or so, but you know, we do it all over zoom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. it. makes it really easy that oh, way. Zoom is wonderful. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, and yeah, all the courses are online. So it's usually videos and worksheets and, and whatnot. Uh, I, I do think the, the, and this is usually how I work personally with my clients. Mm-hmm. So I have my library of videos. Um, I'll, I'll meet with a client and say, okay, well, here are the problems. Here's this uh, video on the topic that we discussed today. Here's some questions when you come bring it back to me and we'll talk about your answers and then we'll keep, you know, keep repeating that process. Uh, and I do think that's honestly the, the best way to go about things. Um, but yes, we, it's all online to answer your question. Awesome. And since you have all this mindset with the relationships, have you thought about putting it into a book? You know, I often have, I uh, thought about that, honestly, uh, 
you know, I look through my, my notes. Uh, so I, I put out like new courses or a new, a new topic, a new training every month. I've been doing this for years now. And so now I have some hundreds and hundreds of pages worth of notes <laughs> on my end. And I'm like, you know, I really should just put it all together and make it a little bit more accessible that way. But yes, that's, that's been in the back of my mind for some time. You really should. I mean, a lot of the things that you're working on needs to be out there. Mm-hmm. We don't always have time to listen to podcasts, to listen to a coach, or we don't take time. So it's not that we don't have time. We don't take the time. But I find a lot of people that do go to coaches, oh, you have a book out. Okay, I'll read a few pages here and there. And it's just how they learn and grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I do think that's a really good way to get introduced to uh, some of the ideas. This is actually why we do have, at least for the time being, we we do have our free podcast. We have our Facebook group that's, oh, roughly. And you meet people like me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, I I mean, I I do these interviews, you know, on, on a somewhat regular basis. And, you know, there are plenty of opportunities for people to get used to my ideas and my philosophies. And that's oftentimes a lot of uh, how the, the clients get into our programs. They're like, okay, I've been watching your podcast. We, we've now been doing that for a couple of years. Uh, and so they're like, I've been looking at all your podcasts and I've been looking at your posts and I've been looking at this and, you know, I like your ideas now. I want to get more involved. Right. Uh, Do you find the ones that come to you like two or three years after they've been following you without every month commenting on anything and they come to you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we, we do get a, a fair amount of that. And it's almost always the same thing. Like, you know, I just wish I would have pulled the trigger right off the, the bat, but you know, mm-hmm. you know how people are. They're yeah. not going to deal with their problems until they're like bleeding at the neck and, <laughs> and they're needing that. It, it, it's become an emergency now. They have to deal with it or else the house is going to burn down around them right usually you have to be in full crisis mode before you seek help yeah i'm thinking like tony robbins idea on stages of change he he sometimes talks about like you know people are going to change well i mean this isn't unique to tony robbins by Mm -hmm. any means but he talks about how people are going to change when they become uncomfortable enough to change and he, Mm -hmm. he describes different stages of that uh, but yeah, I, I, I would agree with that concept. It's people need to be really uncomfortable before they're really going to take some action. Yes. We as human beings do need the, that level of uncomfort. Unfortunately, we don't recognize, oh, it's just a little ache and we should take care of it now rather than, oh my goodness, I'm bleeding out, whatever. I have to go to see a doctor. <laughs> well, honestly, I would love to work with people who would want to get involved at those early stages when there's so much more I could do mm-hmm. with them. Um, you know, I, I've often daydreamed about teaching the uh, premarital classes when I think it would be really helpful because, you know, quite frankly, a lot of people don't really have a good concept of what makes a healthy relationship. They only start to learn that and kind of understand what they don't like. Right. Um, and it would be, I think it'd be great if people would take more initiative at those early stages when it would make a greater impact. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but like me, um, I mean, I, I even took a pre-marriage class with my wife. Uh, that would be now 16, 17 years ago. Um, but it was junk. It, it didn't really help. Uh, it was put on by my church and they're all, they were well-intentioned, well-meaning, mm-hmm. 
but not really yes well. i hear churches offering this but i don't hear outsiders offering this and the things that are put on by the church they mean well but they're not always work because they're not certified in psychology yeah yeah and that's that's it's the same thing with marriage counseling i you know when i first got it started i, I got this question like well why should i come to you i can just go to my pastor mm-hmm. and they offer this for free <laughs> like well sure you can go there and uh, it's much the same conclusion uh they're very well-intentioned well-meaning but probably not very well trained on this specific problem Right. I mean, I can't speak for every member of the church. I can't. Of course. But, yeah. <laughs> or across all the religions. But at the same time, we have people that are trained in certain things. That's that's like going to a heart doctor for a brain's problem. Mm-hmm. You, if you're not going to the right person, you're not going to get the right results. Or even, you know, like going to the nurse practitioner for something very serious, like I want my nurse practitioner to treat my lung cancer. Yeah. Yeah, like they're going to have some good general knowledge of that. Mm -hmm. Right. But are they going to be able to, you know, really diagnose this well and treat it well? And yeah. Right. I think that's it's an apt comparison. (laughs) I just pulled doctors out of the hat. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I... It's what we do. We have to make the comparison for people that like their comparison because we have to find the right person not only has the training, but also works for us. Mm -hmm. And so like, I like to think that I'm, I'm that person. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is, this is the only thing that I work on Mm -hmm. day in and day out. It's it's marriages. That's, Mm -hmm. that's what I do. And that's what I've been doing for many years. And even before I started the business, this, it's what I wrote all my research papers on and what I, I when I was working in for a, another office, it's, I'd be like, send me the, the couples, you know, when they're asking about your case, my caseload, I'd be like, send me, send me the relationship problems. And I, so, I mean, I think I'm that guy. <laughs> yeah. It's what you do. It's your wheelhouse. It's your baby. No. That's what you're passionate about. When you're passionate about your work, you're able to help more people. I agree. Yes. So on that note, where can our listeners and our viewers find you? So they can certainly go to our website, uh, www.highthrivecoaching.com. Uh, they can get there. And if they go hit go to the apply section, they can um, get a complimentary consultation call just to see if this is, would be a good fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they just want to check us out and just kind of see what my philosophies or my, uh, what I say, uh, it, it, yeah, they just want to check us out. They can go look at us up on either YouTube. Uh, we do have our podcast go onto YouTube. Uh, I don't, that, that's certainly not been a focus of ours because, um, so I don't think the audience or the, the numbers there are going to quite reflect that. Uh, but yeah, they can look up High Thrive Coaching on YouTube. Uh, on Facebook, is I think we're, we're a bit more present. Uh, we have the Thriving Marriage Facebook group. I think we're up around 40, between 40 and 50,000 members there right now. Um, but yeah, we put our podcast there and we're a little bit more active in the Facebook group. But any of those, those places um, work. Awesome. It was so good to talk to you today. That was my pleasure. And I look forward to hear more about your work. And if you ever get a book published, let me know. I I will. Thanks. Have a wonderful day. And to our listeners, 
Have a wonderful day.